And welcome back. Welcome back to Party More. Yeah, this is basically just like the Party, but more. Yeah. And in this week's uh, episode of Party More, uh, I mean, in this week's episode of the proper Party episode, we talk about the good place. How many times you gonna say episode? <laughs> many, many times. In this times. week's episode of Proper PMC, but episode Party More, but episode more, we talked about the good place episodes. <laughs> <laughs> But we're essentially going to be talking about, because on the episode probably we talk about Good Place yes. and how morality, mortality, and ethics comes to play in a lot of these characters from The Good Place. We're going to be talking a little bit about how to apply that into a D&D context, That's which right. is what we do here on Podly More. Yeah. And I think because uh, the show, The Good Place, also tackles a lot of of uh, character Episodes. backstory. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, te- it definitely because you get to introduce the main cast especially, you get to go through all of their backstory in the, in the like the four seasons, I think. I don't know about the fourth, but at least the first three. Yeah. And I think throughout four seasons, you get to see a lot of uh, bit and pieces of their backstory and then they go even deeper mm-hmm, uh, yeah. into what happened and and I think throughout the show, there's a lot of tests because, I mean, l- let's face it, the first season is basically them being tortured. And yeah. when they're being tortured, Michael purposely chose things that kind of torture them psychologically mm, and yeah. that got to do with their backstory as well. Yep. Uh, later on, the judge also tortured them with uh, tests that kind of pertain to their backstory as well. And I think, in fact, a whole season three is really talking about their backstory. Because they again. went back to Earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm very curious. I mean, we've been writing a lot of uh, D&D characters and I think you have written amazing ones, uh, many amazing ones. I'm just curious from your perspective, how do you write a fantastic character backstory? I mean, the most important thing, I think, is just you have to be a genius. And then it Thank just you, comes everyone. <laughs> that's it for probably more. <laughs> that's it from, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's applicable to most of... How dare you insult the people listening to Polity More? <laughs> oh, everyone! True. You didn't let me get. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. And everyone is a genius in their own right. Oh, that's what you meant. Yes. And Not- okay, very honestly speaking, <laughs> okay. I was kidding, but it kind of applies to okay, what I'm yeah. actually gonna say. Yeah. Write what you know. Yes. So I have watched so many TV series. I've read so many fantasy series. I've read so many fiction novels. I've read, watched, read, and like experienced so many different an abundance of amazing characters over however many years I've been reading and watching things I just pull my favorite things from each different favorite character from the things that I'm currently experiencing and try and see which fits with which to write a character then because most of my writing is applied to D&D context I try to put it through a D&D sieve and see what sticks Right, okay. So you start off with the concept first? Well, it's more of just... It it, it varies, right, really. okay. Sometimes it's a concept. Sometimes it's a mechanic from D&D in particular. Yeah. Sometimes it's just an idea like, oh, you know what would be cool? And then just write that thing. Most recently, um, the an idea that I've thought of for a D&D character, spoilers for Exandria Unlimited Calamity in particular, um... It's a part where you have watched already, I okay. think. Okay, 
Okay. So we should be okay. And I hope so. If, yeah. Okay. So in <laughs> Accenture, so spoilers for like Accenture Limited Calamity. By the way, watch it if you haven't. It's it's oh, I just finished watching the fourth episode and it's oh my goodness, the best D and D some of the best D and D I've ever watched in my life. Experienced in my life. So okay. There's a character called Loquacious Seely. Yes. And a... he is the ex husband of Laren Seely. Yeah. And the DM, Brendan Mulligan, he did such a perfect job of he does such a perfect job of explaining and like kind of getting to the root of every single character's um philosophy of who they are. And the one with he did for Loquacious just reached out to me personally. I don't know why. And from there, I just started to think of a character like Loquacious. So I don't know if you watched this part yet, but every single, like, Loquacious, up to this point in episode three, where you've watched, he's been, you've realized that he's still very much in love with uh, Laren. And he's been doing everything he can to protect her. And it comes to a point where Brendan Lee Mulligan explains there are so many stories of mortals falling into the Fae realm and falling in love with the Fae. This is a story of Loquacious CV, a fae who fell into this realm and fell in love with a mortal. Oh, right. Okay. And that was just... I don't know why it struck me as so poetic. Maybe it's... I think it's probably because it's Sam Regal. Right. Okay. And his portrayal of everything is always perfect. Yeah. And Brendan Lee Mulligan is, works really well with him. And it just brought out... So yeah, that, that, I, that just spawned something in me, like writing a character... Like, just based off of that. Because every good character, you have to ask them what are their goals. Yeah. What are their opinions on things? How do they feel about these things? And you then you start... Whether it begins from an idea or a mechanic or anything, how to write a good character stems from how you question the being of that character. How would they view certain things happening? You question their morality. You question their ethics. Then you start to formulate who they really are. Then you can start to really think about what they would do and where, how they would, how they would grow up. And then from there, you're gonna, you have it's a really good basis already. And then you just flesh it out and continuously flesh it out and flesh it out until you have a character. That's essentially, I think, kind of how I write characters, more or less. Right. It's always about questioning the characters actions and their character you know yeah i i think i agree with you i can see where you're coming from mm-hmm. uh in in that pro- thought process i think in the recent time actually very recent actually i have very uh, interesting experience in writing a character backstory so we are going to play a new game per se right or rather, we are we, preparing. We are preparing to for pre- yeah. a potential game, and in that process, I am learning. I'm going to play, be playing a character that I played before, basically. We're essentially right now in session negative something. Yeah, yeah. We haven't even reached session zero yet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I had a very interesting experience because you mentioned that, and when I was when I started writing, I can already I kind of already know the character. Definitely, bits and pieces, yeah. pieces of it because I played this character before for a long time for a long time yeah mm-hmm, indeed yeah. and something that is so different is because I know this character better I know what actions he does I know uh, I know his morality I know his ethics I know what drives him and when I started writing his backstory one more time it all just kind of makes sense yeah 
And the fact that I've played him before, I remember when I was writing like, okay, let's pretend I'm in a game right now. Mm. That's why I told myself. And I just went into the character. And as I was writing the story, I was like writing a journal yeah, rather than exactly writing a character and uh, I write writing a story. Like I keep thinking, I I used to be thinking like, okay, this story is interesting. But this time around, I was like writing a journal, writing down what he observed. This happened. This happened. Yeah. How do I feel about it? Exactly. What did I do about it? And how many times this happened? If I see it so many times, how does this affect me? Yeah. yeah. What does this impact on myself? What am I called to do? Uh, in fact, that the fact that you are playing a character in D and D setting yep. is pretty much you are generally a bit more capable than mm-hmm. normal people and then yeah the question that he asks himself is what am I going to do with this you know? yeah it really helps to develop the character yeah. of a character when it comes to when you question how they would react to certain events especially exactly. bigger events exactly yeah with the context of D&D yeah yeah and so honestly speaking that's why as pretentious as it sounds, and as deluded and convoluted, as, as, as stupid and pretentious as it sounds, sometimes you just got to get out of the way of the character and let the character write itself. I think that's... I, oh yeah, I completely agree with you. It sounds so... Uh, it sounds so out there in terms of it's, idea. It's yeah. so crazy. But if you have played D&D or write some characters, yeah, kind of they kind of create itself themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and, and like any of you who've ever played D&D before, the character you've written down on your first page in your session zero and you compare it to your character in like session four or five, it's a very different character. Oh, because yeah. Because when you're put in, when like if, if it's a good game, like, you know, when you're put into like scenarios and events where the character itself has to make the decision, it might not have, you might not have thought that through in your character creation pro- um during your character creation, rather. And because when it comes, when you're faced to face with those dilemmas, you realize in that moment, if you're already sucked into this character, you're acting as your character would. Yes. And that's the immersion of Dungeons and Dragons. That's why it's so amazing. You know, and I'm very fully aware that's not how everybody plays D&D. So if, I mean, if you are a kind of person that feel that views your player, your characters as like toys and tunes that you can play with that's correct that's fine you know it's just not my preferred way of playing i'm not saying it's wrong but it's just i feel that dnd it, it's a very unique like any not only dnd tabletop rpgs allows you to lose yourself into a character why would you not try and play something that is crazily amazing you know it is it's such a wasted opportunity if you don't try to write a character that is deserving to be a character in the stories of your favorite fantasy or like novels fiction novels or everything you know it's such a shame you're wasting that opportunity if you're like oh i want to be a wizard and i'm not saying that's wrong you know go ahead you know if that's how you enjoy it enjoy it yeah you know but i feel it's such a wasted opportunity i yeah, I mean, I know you. I know you mean, man. I, I mean, I told you before. To me, D and D is a way for me to express like some form of theater or even yeah, play. definitely, yeah. Because I mean, I have no way. I mean, no way I have any skill set to be anywhere near the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, to even perform or even doing it for fun. Yeah, maybe with some practice. Uh, but 
I don't have the time for that. Yeah. And D and D kind of brings me into this set of story, and not and not only that, I don't have to write. I don't have to follow a character that other people wrote. Mm-hmm. It's your brand. It's, it's your own my thing. own yeah. character, uh, and among friends who are just into it, and I think that's always awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, you, you do you really? Besides the journal entries and everything, how else would you try and write or develop a character? For example, how would you consider a character's backstory? Is it from, like what you mentioned, an idea of a character or something else? Uh, like you, it's varied. I think uh, part of me like to gamify the ideas as well. Okay. And I like to work within the system mm-hmm. uh, of the D&D world. So it's two ways, right? I, I will be thinking of a concept oh what kind of characters do I want to play do it was there any TV shows that inspired me to play a certain character first right. so I think there was a time that I really wanted to play like this old wizard yeah I remember because I was yeah. inspired by from Doctor Who Capaldi's Doctor right in particular no actually no it was old old, old 11, 11. Exactly, old 11 yeah. right yeah I was inspired by that, that at Transalo two, right yeah Transalo yeah. no sorry Christmas Christmas oh, Christmas, wait, Christmas it's Transalo, Transalo yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah so <laughs> So uh, yeah, I was inspired by that and I just want to play a, an old man who is goofy, silly, mm-hmm. yeah. yet at the same time he's brilliant and can be a mentor to the rest of the party as well. Yeah, uh, I think that would be fun to play and then I start looking into the system itself. Mm-hmm. What What's the best class to play as, at the same time? Like, right. yeah. I think honestly speaking, if you're trying to think of, if you're trying to come up with a concept of how to write a character, if you're brand new to writing a character, everyone's a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know? Yes. And in their main property, the Avengers, yeah. you have so many well-developed characters of so many different types of characters, of so many different alignments and personalities and characters that you can more or less from there pick apart and choose your favorites to make a character that is well-developed of your own. Yeah, completely agree with you. I think comic books is one of the best plays because yeah. there's so many characters in a single... And they've been developed for decades. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes sometimes you can even just look at a tragic backstory, mm-hmm. tweak it a bit, uh, change it here and there. And I think as long as, you know, you don't write a character where you went to an alley and your parents got killed. Uh, <laughs> even if you, you want know, to, that's fine. I think that's really fine as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because there are so many ways that you could... Change it, right? But your character can develop from that. Yeah. Batman is just one way of doing it yeah know? and actually that's 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 a fantastic uh yeah that's actually an amazing observation because you, then you can take that story that little boy can turn out to be something a bit darker than uh, batman oh yeah or definitely. even Here, look, really, at, look really at it this good, way yeah. look at it this way right of the first of batman bruce wayne and the first two iterations of robins you have all characters come from horrible backgrounds yes two out of three of them have watched their parents die in front of them yeah and they're all the directions are branched out in so many different ways. Yeah. You know, Dick Grayson is a shining beacon of hope. He's the light of yeah. everything. Batman is straddles that that middle line, you know? Yeah. He just He's a realist. Yeah, exactly. And Jason Todd yeah. is kind of over the edge. Yeah. In the beginning. Not the Jason Todd now that you read in comics. Right. But when the Red Hood first came back. You know, yeah, definitely. He yeah. Definitely was a bit more onto a different side than the these other characters, and the way the character develops so, as well, it makes a lot of sense. Yes, yeah, and but I'm not only you don't only have to you know just base off a backstory and create a character. For example, 
one of the things I re- and how do you write a more three dimensional character is, for example, my favorite Doctor Ten. Mm-hmm. You see how he is more or less running around being happy to explore new things, but when you get in deeper into the character and you understand why he's running around, he's running away from yeah, something. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he still cannot shed that. It comes out every once in a while. He cannot shed the persona of being a warrior. For example, when he when he was dealing with the family of blood. Yeah. Was it family of blood? Yeah, I think it is, right? I think it was the family of blood. Yeah. But it was like the first two parter yes. Doctor Who. Yeah. And the way he the way the ending, you know how he told the story of the doctor is a kind person, but this is his version of kindness. Yeah. We wanted to torment people and now we can we are always gonna be around them forever and we're never gonna get to torment them again. And the way that was written, Russell R T D is such a good writer. Oh, I'm so excited for Doctor Who. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah. I can't wait for Doctor Who to come back. And there are all the pictures from the 60th anniversary look so good, man. It is, yeah. You oh my goodness. It, like Neil Patrick Harris and David Tennant dancing in the middle of a street where everybody's running around. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. What's the story there? <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. So you oftentimes, a lot of characters think like, oh, I am this guy, I have to be this guy. But no, there are so many different layers to each character that it's just at that point, what does the character want to portray? Portray, you know. For example, the doctor, he has that very harsh side to him, for ten rather, mm, yeah. and that is him. You can see it the best when during the anniversary where they all meet each other. Oh my goodness! Where he questions yes. eleven, how could you forget? Yes, I love that portion. And it's not twelve. Eleven didn't forget. Yeah. He's just running away. It's his coping mechanism. Yeah. It's two entirely different characters. Yeah. It's but it's the same character. Yeah. So that's like like I mentioned, like you can take a tragic backstory of your parents getting shot and you what you viewing that in, in an alley. But from that direction it can stem into anything you want. That's very true. Yeah. The doctor is yeah. kind, you know, and he always be kind. But there are different kinds of kindness. Yes. Don't forget the war doctor was a doctor as well. And he's really kind as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there are so many ways you could write different characters. And at the end of the day, you just have to make sure to try and make sure they're not just stereotypical and one, one-sided, one face. you know? Yeah. Another character that I will mention is Homelander. Homelander? Oh, okay. He has a public persona of being that, you know, perfect kind of being. But you get to see the shit behind him. He is twisted. The way the things he does, and like spoilers for the boys, by the way, but the things he does, it's messed up. Yeah. It's forked up. Yeah. And you then you get to see <laughs> even deeper of why he's like that. Yes. So that's in just one character, that's how you make it three dimensional. You ha- it's uh, yeah. Honestly speaking, oh yeah, go check out the boys if you haven't. It's so good. Yeah. I think you bring up a very amazing point out there that for a character to be more alive in a sense three-dimensional it has to be like the word itself Mm -hmm. three-dimensional and i think if you want i feel if you want to write good story the mechanics of finding alignments are pretty much just the very basic of it oh yeah because alignments it's fluid it's fluid yeah and different scenarios your character may act differently yeah given the situation but what I will say that it's a good starting point because yeah, that was a good course. starting point for, for some of my characters. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you branch out and like thinking of different scenarios. For example, in a life and death scenario, will your character always be lawful good? Right. Or 
or will your character do something that's more chaotic right. especially when the times need seem to be you know but I think uh, so then you branch out to even like what is his morality mm-hmm. what is his ethics uh, what drives him if it's his uh, immortal being like I think we mentioned in a, a, a proper episode yep. episode proper does he is he most motivated to even do anything about mm-hmm. it Yeah. Uh, or is he man I don't really care I'm just gonna wait this out because also, if yeah. a character is immortal, does he view other mortals, like mortals, as lesser beings? Exactly, that's yeah. A prob- that's a possibility. Exactly, yeah. And is he immortal by choice? Yeah. Or is he immortal because of something else? Does exactly. he want to be immortal? And I would say, yeah. if there are so many ways you could take this everywhere, and if it's your first time writing a character, this all seems very daunting. If you're writing a D&D character, just pick a class. Pick a race. That's about it. Trust your DM, work with your DM. If it's not working for you, then maybe, you know, find a different group. Because I would say there are many different types of game styles. And for me, I I push character and everything into every single game I play. Yeah. Not just D&D. I, can, I make characters out of, like, I don't know, poker even. You know, the cards are different characters, that kind of thing. You know, it's just, it's my way of having fun. Yeah. And I am fully aware it's very annoying to some people. <laughs> if it's annoying, tell me I'll stop, you know? <laughs> but more often than not, because of the way I am, I tend to find other people who have similar views on how to play games. And therefore, I like we have fun playing the games the way we want to play it. Yeah, and I think that's how we play our D&D as well. That's and, play, and that's yeah. how we really become such close friends, I think. Yeah. But uh, don't yeah, be but afraid to just start even... It, like, everything we've mentioned is how to write a good character. Don't be afraid to start a character and feel out the character as you play along. That's oftentimes how you write an even better character. Yeah, actually, that's my first... Uh, I mean, the what I shared... The very first thing I shared today is uh-huh. basically just have a character, play him, get to know him, and once you get to know the character, I think within five episodes, you kind of get the gist of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and don't then, don't yeah. be afraid to constantly develop your character. You know, they might react differently to certain things. Like life, every you're not the same person you were five years ago. You're not the same person you were a year ago. Exactly. You know, yeah. people evolve, people change. Don't be afraid to have your character do that as well. Most importantly is if you're playing a game and you're writing a character for a game, let everybody have a good time. Yeah, that's a fantastic advice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we... I mean, I get it. As much yeah. as effort as you put into writing your character, you want to see your character shine. Of course, but be yeah. considerate of others because they definitely as well, whether or not they put in the amount of effort, you have to give them the decency of letting their character shine as well. Yeah. Be a good person. Yeah. Or write a character that make others shine as well. That's yeah. so fun as well. That's that my, is so fun, yeah. I, I love those characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you feel like this certain character that you're writing is not getting his moments to shine, and, but you still love playing D&D or like this game with your friends, continue playing this game with your friends. But, you know, write a story then. Write a book. Write a novel. You know, this could like lead into something else in your life that you never knew you were interested in. Write out your own stories for this character. And that as well would allow you to understand how to write this character if you come up with the scenarios yourself you come up with the characters you come up with how to have this character overcome these scenarios and as such you know this character better and that can help you write a new character as well or you can just speak to your dm about 
certain things, right? Yeah, of course. You always speak yeah. to the DM. I think uh, communication is still key in actually in everything, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, honestly speaking, speak to your DM. Whatever they're... Oh, one thing that you should always speak to your DM about is world incorporation. So, you are a character in this world your DM has created. Therefore, the things that happen in the world should have affected your character as well. So you have to talk to your DM to incorporate the world to see if, like, for example, if you're a traveler in the world, you're definitely going to be going from place to place. Then you need to talk to your DM to see where you want to go, what you want to see, and exactly. everything like that. Yeah, if yeah. you're an adventurer, even if you don't travel far, you're an adventurer, you have to discuss, oh, where I'm from, what kind of beasts are there, what would yeah, I have encountered, exactly, what would yeah. I slate, you yeah. know? Or if, like, you want a tragic backstory of, like, um, a demon, I sold my soul to a demon, that kind of thing. You have to ask your DM what kind of what kind of demons would try to do that, or why would why would they do that? Would I know as a character? And then how do these contracts or with demons or whatever normally proceed? Right. Yeah. So it's a lot, of, and oftentimes you can't expect your DM just to give you stuff. Never do that. You know, you you talk to your DM, you ask him, you ask them, they give it back to you, and it's like table tennis you know you go back and forth between each other and try and develop the story it's not a one-way thing yeah man there's there's no one not even famous writers make characters by themselves i think there uh, are I, okay maybe sure they, they are, are but that's but because just, they are their dm and they cast themselves internally the question <laughs> of how the world yeah, would affect so, yeah. them and how the the character would affect the world yeah my, my point is that even like in marvel comics it's always normally i see two names collaboration yeah. like someone to just bounce off the idea with. definitely yeah stanley and jack kirby man yeah exactly, yeah, exactly that's, yeah. that's what i'm thinking of actually yeah but yes, you're right. I'm sure there are authors out there. You sit down on their table and oh, just Oh, for write. sure. And they yeah. get immersed in... Bren- I'm sure Brendan Sanderson <laughs> is one of those people. They just get immersed in their world and they just start writing non-stop. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's fair <laughs> enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, I'm right. sure he's one of them. But also, it's because I think he's a seasoned tabletop RPG player that he knows true, how the world true. would interact yeah. with the character and how the character would affect the world. And this is his job, man. Like, I mean, we think about this as a hobby. He's professional. He's yeah, professional, yeah. yeah. Even during the work hours where we... Like, we are thinking about other things and we are at the back of my mind, oh man, I really want to play D&D. Mm-hmm, yeah. This guy is <laughs> writing non-stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if you want to write a good character, I think most importantly is just don't be a dick. <laughs> you know, let people enjoy their characters. Let that people is, enjoy yeah. your characters. And if everybody's having fun, you're doing fine. Yeah, I think that's fantastic advice, man. That's more than enough. Yeah, I... I hope it's not like a snipe, uh, a cheap shot at my character. Yeah, well, no, yeah. no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but no. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Don't yeah. be a dick unless your name is Richard. Then you have all every right to be a dick. <laughs> because, you know, the short form of Richard is dick. Oh, I did not know that. Are you know serious? That. Yeah, I'm serious. His name is Richard Grayson. That's why he's called Dick Grayson. Oh, I didn't know. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, unless I mean, so if you're a Richard, you can be a dick. If you're a detective, you can be a dick as well, because <laughs> that's just part of who you are. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. That's essentially what I'm trying to say. Yes. Okay. What about you guys? What are some of your favorite characters that you create, and how do you go about the character creation process? Do you start with an idea and formulate around that, like? some of us or does it vary as well are there some of other character creation techniques that we didn't mention that you like to usually use let us know because 
we play D&D. We, I mean, I would love to say we play D&D all the time, but that's getting less and less true. We think about D&D all day long, every day. That's very, very true. <laughs> and so character creation, help us distract ourselves by making us happy. That sounds wrong. Help us create characters better. I think that's just, I'm just going to leave it at that. So I talked about dicks for too long already. Yeah. But yeah, let us know. <laughs> you can reach us at the Podity at on Instagram and Twitter. That's T-H-E-P-O-D-D-I-T-Y on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know. And thank you guys so much for listening. Come back next week where we're going to be talking about Star Wars. Oh, big, exciting, maybe topic, Star Wars. Yeah, so know. yeah, <laughs> get ready to be angry because it's Star Wars. Everybody gets angry about people's opinions in Star Wars. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, get ready for that. We're not we're <laughs> obviously for that Star Wars, we're gonna try and leave out Kenobi as much as we can. Yes. We're yeah. gonna be talking about Kenobi the series somewhere down the line once it's finished, probably. And yeah, so come back next week if you're interested in Star Wars. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. I've been Nate. I'm Steven. Catch you next week. Bye. Episode. Oh, I mean bye. Well, episode, right, bye. <laughs>